Welcome to the Planted Not Buried podcast. I'm your host, Lance Donvold, motivational speaker and former professional athlete with the Seattle Mariners. The mission of this podcast is to sow seeds of hope into your soul. Dig up deep roots of purpose within you that have yet to be uncovered and grow you exactly where God has planted you so that you can reap your ultimate harvest in life. I will be your host throughout this podcast and you can expect power-packed, spirit-led, short, motivational messages designed to pierce your heart and move you into immediate action. Whether you're at the gym, in the car, anywhere in between, I know how busy your life is and want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen. My message for you is this. You are here on this earth for a reason. You've been planted for a season and it's time to grow into all you're supposed to become. Please partner with me in planting this message of hope all over the world. And it starts with sowing one seed, sowing one episode into somebody else's life that could change them forever. Not because of me and my power, but because of God and the words he is going to speak through me and the way he is going to use you to distribute this message. Here are a few ways that we can plant this message into other people. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. I'll be dropping frequent messages designed to uplift, encourage, and reshape the way that you think. Please leave a review. I'm always going for a five-star rating. Number two, just share this podcast with somebody else. You're hearing this for a reason. Pour out this message to somebody else that needs it. Share it via text or just simply take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram story and tag me and I will always do my best to give you a a shout out and a repost. You can tag me at LannyT42 on Instagram and with your help together, we can keep plowing for a more purposeful tomorrow and put your gloves on folks because we got root work to do. Welcome to the Planted Not Buried podcast. Into Not Buried episode 11, man, we are cruising through this thing. Unqualified tonight unqualified is what we're talking about. Man, I just want to start this thing out with a prayer. I think there's somebody that needs it. I think there's somebody out there. Father God, I just lift up this episode to you, Lord, that you would speak through me, that you would speak to someone who feels that's unqualified right now. They think because of their lack of skill, because of their lack of whatever it may be, that they're unqualified to do the job that you've called them to do. Lord, I ask that you would lift that person up, that you would bless them with these words because they come from you, and that you would use me to pour into their soul, and that you would use me to let people know how qualified they already are. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, let's get this thing rolling. Shout out to my guy, Drew, out in the Sacramento area. He is just a a man of God, and he prompted me to speak on being unqualified. Uh, He's got a a church out there in the Sacramento area. He's just leading some men. It's just really cool to see how we connected at William Jessup um, before I spoke out there. But unqualified, man, I got three stories tonight. It's going to be real quick. I hope this uh, leaves you encouraged uh, to continue to go out and be a, a world changer, no matter what your qualifications look like. Got three stories, and I got one point of emphasis to to tie a bow on this thing. So let's get going, man. I can remember wearing this jersey right here, University of Minnesota in 2014. A lot of cool things were happening for me before that season uh, in 2014 with the University of Minnesota. You know, a lot of people were telling me you're going to be drafted, yada, yada, yada. You know, no pressure, right? Just do the things that you've already done and you're going to get the things that you've always wanted. And um, I was super pumped up for that year. 
and nothing went right. Like I came out at the University of Minnesota, I didn't pitch very much. Um, just my mechanics were off, had a lot of walks, and just early on in the season, it was bad news. It was bad news bears, man. There's no other ways to put it. I didn't play well. You can go look at my stats. They're terrible. Um, and it was just a really, really tough season. However, before that season had even started, uh, my assistant coach, Rob Fornasier and Todd Oaks, they had really hooked me up with uh, the Cape Cod League, which is the number one collegiate league in the country. So I was coming off a really good season in 2013, my redshirt freshman year at the University of Minnesota, and got this contract uh, for the Cape Cod League. So I was fired up for the 2014 season, um, you know, and just it, things didn't go very well. And I, I remember being at the end of the year, and uh, I ended up getting the Teammate of the Year award, you know, by... Uh, by all my teammates and that was a really cool moment after a really really bad experience personally on the field um, that I was still able to get that but you know I still had this contract for the Cape Cod League the number one collegiate league in the country really a dream come true I was going out to play for the Hyannis Harbor Hawks Um, you know shout out to my host parents out there Miss Sue like let's go Susanna you're amazing you're an amazing mom Danny, Libby, Sean, love you guys. You know, I still have a close connection with them. Um, so, gosh, they're just an amazing family. But I had this contract to go out there, and I just really felt unqualified to be on that mound and to be in the Cape Cod League. Before the season, I felt totally qualified because my stats said, you belong there. But I went through the 2014 season, and nothing went right. It was a very, very disappointing um, season for me. And I remember going out there just thinking, or before, about two weeks before I was going to go out there, just thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get crushed. Like, I don't even know if I deserve this. I don't deserve to be there. Um, I don't have the stats to back it up. I'm coming off a bad year. Like, who am I? Like, who am I? Uh, I'm Lance. Like, I'm nobody. I'm not going to do anything good. And I can just remember I had a, I had a shift about two weeks before I went out that season and I really just let everything go and this is before I had a close relationship with God like God was molding and moving in my heart but I was not after his heart I was after Lance's heart and like whatever God could do for me I was all in but I really wasn't in a position to give my life to God because I thought he would withhold the things that I wanted most Mm. Come on, there's a blessing. There, there, that's a blessing right there that I said that there's somebody here that thinks that if you give everything you have to God, like he's going to withhold the things that you really want. Mm. Come on, I was stuck in that that terrible thinking like the devil had a hold of my head at that point. He had a hold of, uh, he had a hold of my heart at that point, thinking that if I gave him baseball, if I gave God everything, if I truly surrendered and gave him all of my gifts and talents and mind and heart, like then I would be going, somehow I thought I would be going on a different path. Somehow I thought that God wouldn't want baseball for me. Like God doesn't mess up when he gives you gifts and abilities and talents. It may not be the only thing that you're gifted at. It may not be the one thing that he wants you to do, but there's a reason you have the jersey on. There's a reason you are where you are. There's a reason you're in the rooms that you're in. It's because he's using what he's given you right now. The question is, are you going to do it for you or are you going to do it for him? Are you going to do it for you or are you going to do it for others? How are you going to steward the gifts that you've been given? 
I remember walking into that that uh, two weeks before I was gonna leave. I remember I decided I'm gonna go play with my boy Neil Kunick. Like, what's up, Neil? Division one coach over at St. Thomas. I was like, I'm gonna go play with Neil. And he had this town ball team that he was on, uh, the Bandits. It was out in Egan, Minnesota. I was like, I, re- I need to get ready. I didn't pitch that much at the University of Minnesota that year. I was like, Neil, let's go, let's ride. Like, I'm all in. Uh, let me let me join your team for a couple weeks before I go to the Cape Cotton and I go get my butt kicked. And um, but I can remember my mindset changed. My mind changed before I went to the Cape Cod League. I just said, screw it. I said, screw it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I had the worst season of my life already. How could it get any worse? And I remember taking the ball for the Town Ball League. And every every single pitch I threw, I just said, screw it. Like, I don't care what happens. But... I'm going to give it everything that I got. And I'm going to let this dog eat. I'm going to get hungry. I'm going to let it eat. And lo and behold, I pitched for the Bandits for two weeks. And I was lights out. I was lights out. I was doing everything that I had done the year before. Um, I was loose. I was feeling good. I was having fun. I was loving baseball. Striking people out left and right. And just, just having a blast go out to the Cape Cod League two weeks later. You know, we got guys Florida State, you know, played with Ben Deluzio, Major League player, um, Ian Gabo, Tulane, now he's with uh, the Reds, Sam Haggerty, he's with the Mariners. Um, man, there was a lot of guys from the SEC. The team the team was stacked. Austin Slater, uh, New... Um, Giants organization the team was stacked man it was really cool and you just don't know like what people are going to become like now it's 2023 it's crazy those guys are in the league there's a lot more guys that are in the show out out of that group but um I just I just had this mindset that I was gonna let it eat I remember I came out my first outing in the Cape Cod League it was like a it was an inner squad game um and I struck out three batters in a row Three batters in a row, like, let's ride. I'm on a temporary contract, too. So, mind you, even though I was qualified at one point to have a a contract in the Cape Cod League, it was still only a temporary contract. That tells you the level of this league. So, even though the year before, like, I was totally qualified to be in this league because I had pitched super well my first year as a freshman at Minnesota. So, I got into the league. And then, you know, I had a terrible season and now I'm still on a temporary contract and, and here we go. Let's see what happens because you get on that temporary contract about two weeks before, you know, all the other, other guys from, um, the NCAA, uh, tournament arrive. So before they arrived, you know, you need a bunch of players to fill the spots and, because we didn't, the Minnesota, we hadn't made, you know, the tournament, we hadn't gone very far in the regional or anything like that. Um, so you need you guys to fill in. And here we go. Now, hey, ball's in my hand. You know, first night I get there, three strikeouts. Next time I get the ball, bottom of the ninth, it's my first, you know, official outing. Bottom nine, um, two guys, uh, bases loaded. Bases loaded, nobody out. I think I went strikeout, pop up, strikeout, got out of the jam. And then I went on to pitch 
14 straight scoreless innings in the Cape Cod League. That was one of the highlights of my pitching career, just because of the level that I was playing at with the freedom that I was playing at. The, the absolute freedom. And I was unqualified to be there based upon the year that I had had. But even when you have no stats, you can be used. Even when you have no statistics to back it up, you can be used. And in that moment, I just had to operate from a level of qualification that God had already said about me and a level of freedom that God had already said about me instead of being hinged and chained to my statistics and my stat sheet from the previous season at Minnesota. Like there was no there was no way I was going to go out there leaning on my confidence from the year before. That wasn't that wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to go and grab confidence from the cookie jar from the 2014 Gopher season cuz I didn't have any. But what I could do is throw that old mind away and operate out of the qualification that God has already said about me and say, these stats don't matter. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a season. I can be used and I will be used. I just got to change my mind. And that was a huge shift for me. I let things go that summer. I just, I took off, man, I took off the training wheels. I, I don't even know what to call it. I just, I just let my mind go free and said, screw it. What's the worst that can happen? That summer was magical, man. I think I threw 27, you know, maybe like 34 innings pitch. I'd have to go back and look. 34 innings pitch, maybe like 34 strikeouts, 11 walks, 3 ERA, 3.4 ERA, something like that. But 14 straight scoreless innings, and that really put me on the map again on the draft boards. Ended up getting drafted next year, even though I had a, a pretty pretty rough season again uh, with the Gophers. But that story is all about having no stats, but being able to be used. The second story I want to share with you guys tonight is I was talking to a coach. I was talking to a leader that I had connected with, and uh, we were talking today, man. And he's a he's a first time head coach out in California. He's got you know he's got the horns now, and it's his first time being at that level. And he's had to make some some really tough decisions early on here. He actually you know hired a guy and had to let him go, right? He, somebody had you know put him on early in his career and then he had brought this coach back on and things weren't working out obviously uh, there was some strife going on and he had to make a really hard decision to let that person go because you know it was going to be toxic for the rest of the team and that that's like growing into leadership and, and he was telling me like Lance I've been praying for this I've been praying for this and now like I gotta I gotta handle these you know tough situations right out the gate. And I'm like, praise God. Praise God. Of course you got to handle tough opposition right out the gate. Of course you're being thrown stuff right at you. Of course this is happening. Because turmoil turmoil is going to come when you're on the right path. Don't miss that. Turmoil, opposition, oppression, it's going to come when you're on the right path. And I said, take heart, Eddie. Like, take heart, man. They're... The fact that you're going through this means that you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. That like the devil and bad spirits don't come from people that aren't going to change the world. 
like if you're just sitting on your couch not doing anything like he ain't coming for you he's coming for people that are gonna make a difference and he had to go through these things and and like i'm just like you know praise god because he's growing as a leader now right out the gate and he prayed to be in that leadership position now he has to face that turmoil right off the bat and i told him this story and this is the third story i told him the story about saul and david like if you look at saul saul had the looks saul was handsome saul was a leader and he was a good really really good fighter really good warrior he was really good in battle like saul had it all like he wanted he wanted to to rule and be a king the people wanted him to be a king you looked at him you're like he's a king saul you looked apart saul like we're turning to you you take the helm you take this thing and he looked he looked every bit of the part like he had the qualities of a leader and then you look at david the complete opposite small short in stature you know boy like shepherd's boy but the difference was david knew how qualified he was without the qualities of saul don't miss that david knew how qualified he was without the qualities of saul because he had god and the difference between those two david goes on and no and steps forward and faces goliath and he uses his slingshot and he uses the power in the mighty holy spirit he uses god to defeat goliath if you go back and read samuel first samuel you can read in there like he stepped forward in confidence because he said you know with god nobody can be against me like with god i can do this and he kills goliath the the largest man in the world at that time just absolutely bonkers saul's downfall was that he was insecure Saul's downfall is that he didn't turn to God first, he turned to God last. He turned to his skill, his will, and his gifts first instead of God. And that led Saul to Saul's destruction. So Saul turned to his own qualities before he turned to who God had called him to be and before he turned to God's ways but David was the opposite of that David was a man after God's heart and David turned to God first and his qualities second so if you look at the story it ends up happening is God's always trying to get a hold of Saul's heart and Saul you know wins battles and then he when things get sticky and he tries everything he literally will try everything and then he turns to God and God just gets sick of it And then along comes David, who all he wants to do is serve God and and have God use him first. And then he'll rely on his own gifts and abilities because of what God has given me. It's a radical mindset shift. So I was telling this coach because he's like, Lance, now I got to go and hire a new offensive coordinator. I was like, okay, okay. Now tell me about that. Like, what are you looking for? Like, what what do you want out of a coach? And he's breaking down. Well, this is what I want. Like, I want program. I want a program where the guys are are ready that I bring in. Like, we want to win right now, and I want guys that you know aren't going to mess around. I'm like, man, I love that. I love that. That that's truly a great vision. And then I feel the Holy Spirit on me. 
and this was this was crazy like the holy spirit was on me and i was i was like hey man like i gotta i gotta tell you this i gotta share this with you this could be off base this could be lance but i feel like it's god and i was like listen i gotta tell you this when you're going through your process of hiring a new offensive coordinator i want you to be thinking about this one thing i want you to be thinking about that there are qualified people that you're going to interview that may not have the qualities that you're looking for there are qualified people that may not have the specific qualities or resume that you're looking for but they've been qualified by god they have a quality heart they have a quality mind they have a quality spirit but they just might not have the qualifications that you're after in terms of football experience football coaching football skill but i said don't miss a qualified person from god because he doesn't have the exact qualifications that you're looking for i said listen you can teach football it's march brother you can teach x's and o's and plays in the way that you want to operate your offense and defense in the way that you want to operate your program in the the playbook you can teach that but you cannot teach character you cannot teach somebody that's in alignment with the vision and the heart that you're trying to to gather and put together and cultivate for the best team out there you you can't teach that there's going to be a qualified person that shows up that's ready to be a follower of you then you that's ready for you to lead them that may not have the qualifications on their resume that other people will and he goes he goes lance that that's the craziest thing because I'm thinking about hiring somebody that has never been uh, an offensive quarter. Nobody's ever given him a shot. But he is. his heart is in alignment. His leadership is in alignment. He's humble and he's surrendered and his vision is right and he's ready to be that guy. And he's eager to learn. And he's hungry to be in that position. And he knows football. And he knows his stuff. He's just never been a, a head offensive coordinator. And that's just that's just surrendering to God. That didn't come from me. Yeah, it came from me because I read the word, because I, I, I talk about being qualified, I talk about being unqualified, but that was from God in that moment and just surrendering to the spirit. So those three stories, you got Saul and David, you got me going to the Cape Cod League, you got, you know, this coach looking for the the right person for the job, right? And my whole message here, to tie this on a bow, to wrap this thing up, that one thought is... You can be unqualified in your stat sheet. You can be unqualified on your resume. And you can be unqualified in your looks like David. But you can be totally qualified by God. And you can be totally used. You can be totally the person that you're supposed to be right now. You're in the room that you're supposed to be in. You have the title that you have. You've been given the opportunity that is for you. You've been given the right opportunity. Don't question it. Don't squander it because of your because of your doubt, because your mind says you're not ready, because your mind says it's not for you, because your mind says 
you're going to screw this up. No, 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 no. Child, son, daughter, do not say that. You have been given this opportunity for a reason. And it's time to let it eat. It's time to let it go. It's time to say, screw it. I may be unqualified on my stat sheet. I may be unqualified in my looks. I may be unqualified in my own resume. But I am here. And God has placed me here, which makes me qualified. Right? Which makes me qualified. And lastly, I'll say this. While you're being used as an unqualified person, that doesn't give you the excuse not to go and get the qualifications that you need to go impact more people. So while God is using you as an unqualified individual, you still have the ability to go get the qualifications that you need that could propel you to go make greater impact someday. Because there might be some rooms that you might need that piece of paper. There might be some rooms that you might need that quali- th- those qualifications so that you could impact more people. It's not, it's not even for you. It's, it, it, it's so that you can get in the room. God can use you while you're unqualified and you don't have the looks, the resume, or the stat sheet. But God also needs you to steward and operate in the gifts that he's already given you by becoming the most qualified person you can be. And maybe that doesn't look like getting the piece of paper. Maybe that looks like studying the word of God more. Maybe that looks like reading leadership books. Maybe that looks like getting in that podcast consistently. Maybe that looks like praying for your family. Maybe that looks like all these different things that grow your heart, mind, and your soul so that you can become more qualified to speak into other people's lives. That's what I got tonight. Let's get it. Let's go. Like I always say, we got root work to do. That's planted, not buried. Unqualified. Episode 11. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Planted, Not Buried podcast. Remember, you're here on this earth for a reason. You've been planted for a season. And it's time to grow into all you're supposed to become. Please partner with me in planting this message of hope all over the world. It starts with just sowing one seed and sowing one episode into somebody else's life that could literally change them forever, not because of me and my power, but because of what God is going to speak through me and how he's going to use you to distribute his messages. And here's just a few ways that we can plant this message into other people. Number one, just subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to be dropping frequent power-packed messages designed to uplift, encourage, and reshape the way you think. Leave a five-star review and just share this podcast with somebody else. You're hearing it for a reason. Pour it out to somebody else that you know that needs it. Pray about it, think about it, and share it with them via text or just take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook story. And I'll always do my best to give you a shout out or repost. And with your help, you guys, together, we can keep plowing for a more purposeful tomorrow. If you want to get connected with me further or have me come out and speak to your uh, school, speak to your organization or team, just go to lancethonville.com and fill out the booking form or just simply email me at info at lancethonville.com or we can get connected on all social platforms under Lance Thonvold or LannyT42 on Instagram. As always, guys, put your gloves on because we got root work to do. We will see you next time on the Planted Not Buried podcast.